The future is now. Finding the NOSO has never been easier. Subscribe to us on our new YouTube channel, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok, and bookmark the new home for No Holds Barred, The Jenny Position, Wrestling War Zone, and all your favorite NOSO podcasts at NorthSouthConnection.com. It's New Year, New NOSO, NorthSouthConnection.com. Once upon a time, two men decided if they were making the cut. Then they made the cut. And now JT and Aaron are talking everything from wrestling to pop culture and beyond. Because it's no holds barred. Will you back down, turn and run? Or stand up with the best? No holds barred. Hi, Chris Bundy. Is that his name? Is his name Chris? Chris it is Christopher, yes. Chris, no one named King Kong should be named Chris. <laughs> Do you think his, his uh, like uncle called him Chrissy? Yes. Yeah. You know, that man is named after Jesus Christ. Chris? Yeah, isn't Christ a uh, Chris uh, a derivative of Christ? Christian, a derivative of Christian, an edge. Ugh. So he has the same name as Christian. <laughs> is this is his name Christian Bundy? Uh, no, I think it's just Chris Bundy. It's not really Bundy. It's like Chris Paella. It's not a pilot, Pius, something like that. Um, so I was in Toronto one time, and just out of nowhere, and um, a good buddy of mine named Dave Musgrave got in touch with me. Oh um, yeah, Dave's the man. I don't know if we're the really good buddies. I'd I'd say I probably I, I've only met him once, and I really yeah. liked him. But he told me a story about living near him, mm. and how he was just good old Chris Bundy. Or Chris? Yeah, oh. no, Christian's never good old Chris. But Are you sure, I, he's not just talking about like married or children episode that had Bundy. Is it wasn't he one of the neighbors? There was part of the family. Did he? Do you think he's made his life the same life as Al Bundy? I mean. I would. What a way, what a way to start a podcast talking about a, a friend of ours. Mm. Some people might know, but not a lot of people know. And how he's, he's well known in these circles. Yeah, I guess. And he's how a good he's good podcaster. Yes, he is. He's very good and a really cool guy. I really mm. appreciated meeting him. Uh, yeah. I wish I could have met King Kong Bundy also, uh, but I he's don't. Still think time. I he's not dead, right? No, but it's a it's a it's a clock. It's it's a it's a it's a ticking clock. I feel like he doesn't do any conventions or right anything. I never see him. No, do you, do you think it's because people always want to touch the the flat, the fat in the back of his head? I don't know. Oscar does him. <laughs> He's got the same setup. Oscar fucks his head. Oscar is at every goddamn convention and never has a line. And one of these days, I'm going to give up the five bucks and to go meet him because I feel totally. awful. I so do you pay to meet wrestlers? So I have this real weird thing about it, right? Like I always thought. I think the wrestler, the movie, the Mickey Rourke movie, fucked me up because it seems so sad in that movie when they're in the convention. Right. And I'm afraid it's like, oh, do they really want to be here? Are they just there because like, so I always get weird vibes <laughs> and I never know what to say either. Like dating back to, I met Bret Hart in 1998 at the Warwick mall for nitro tickets. So he was bitter then, right? <laughs> no, he was okay. He didn't get kicked in the head yet. So <laughs> I didn't know like what, I didn't know what to say. So it was awkward. And like, I just never know what to talk about. So when we met Shane Douglas and Francine this year uh, in Dallas, and we talked to him for like a half hour, like they were super cool. And I asked him, I'm like, I'm never going to get a better chance. So I'm like, listen, do you guys like, or it was either him or Francine, one of the two I asked. I was like, do you like doing these? Is it like sad? They're like, no, we love it. We get to see our friends and meet all the fans. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Like that made me feel yeah. better about it. I'm like, all right, this is like a, a reunion for them. Like they get to come out here and bullshit and keep some alive. I'm not, I'm sure not everyone feels that way, but and they make it money. made me feel better about the whole thing. So I do sometimes spend some money. I don't go all in, you know, I, I don't, I don't like go just meet everyone, but I've, right. I've met a few here and there. See, I met Hogan. I went to a book signing, you know, that sad book he wrote about trying to kill himself. I don't yeah, know if you remember. Yeah. remember that press tour where like yeah. the first, the first interview was like, <laughs> 
was like, you know, it was just truthful. I'm like, I had a gun in my mouth. And, and then by the end, he was like, and then brother, I had a gun in my mouth. <laughs> like, anyway, um, I met him and I didn't know what to say. So I told him I saw him when I was seven. And then he was like, well, you know, you got to watch TNA. And I'm like, oh, I, I didn't know what to say. I, just, I, I hate right. all the guys there. I, just, right. I, hate, I hate them all. And and he was like, he was like, well, dude, they're all right. <laughs> he tried to sell me <laughs> on, like Magnus and Bobby Roode. <laughs> God, you hurt Hogan's feelings, man. I know. It was right when he was going. It was like, I think he had just announced that he was signed there. So it was like late right. 2009. The, right. uh, when I met Brett, he was like, I was like, hey, how's it going? And he was like, good, you? And I go, good, you? And he's like, I said, good. <laughs> I was like, all right, well, see you later. <laughs> like, that was literally my interaction with Brett Hart. I wish when you said good the second time, he would have gotten up and walked away. <laughs> Fuck this guy. <laughs> well, Nitro Girl Spice was uh, also there. I believe that was that time. Or maybe that was when I met DDP. They came a couple times for when the Nitro would come around. Um, but, yeah, it was uh, – yeah, I just never know what to say, really. So the meeting Shane and Francine was cool because we just – we talked about the pocket, like ECW podcast and how we've been rewatching all their stuff. And like, so that was cool. Like we, we got into a bunch of like what it was like being in ECW and working that right. setting. And so that, that was really fun. Um, and then we met Tommy dreamer too. And he was, he was super cool. Um, so the so. first year I brought my kids to comic-con Jake, the snake Roberts was there, but it was like 50 bucks to meet him and like a hundred to take a picture. So I wasn't doing that. So I yelled from far. I was like, Hey, you're the greatest. And he kind of lifted his head. But then I went to his Q&A and no one was asking any questions. Like he was just sitting there like sad. No right. one asked. I got up. I didn't know what to fucking ask him. So I asked him if. Um, did if, you fuck the snake? Did you, did you fuck the snake? And he said yes. Um, when he, he said it was hard to get the snake hard. Like he really had to <laughs> massage it a lot. Um, no. <laughs> yeah. He had, to, he had to tickle the snake's balls. But um, no, I had to. I was like, did you prefer using the python or the cobra? thought that was a fine. No, I didn't go with how many snakes did you kill in your trunk <laughs> by just you know, malfeasance. Um, and he told me the cobra because the python would bite him just as much. Hmm. The, so I'm guessing uh, he fucked both snakes. I feel like it's interesting how they come up with the fee because when we went to the show over the summer where Bret Hart was with FTR as a manager, mm -hmm. uh, where John Walters wrestled up in, in uh, Worcester, up in and here. Like Brett wasn't that much more than like Arn Anderson to me, and it's absurd. And then Arn wasn't that much more. Who the hell was it? It was it was someone. I can't think of who the fuck it was now. Vince Vince McMahon. <laughs> no, oh god, it was like a lucha guy that worked that show, and he was a name. Oh, was, uh, I forget who it was Penta maybe. I, it, but it was like someone that was it would have been cool, but like was like ten dollars less than Arn. It's like all right, well I'm you know. Might as well spend 80 to meet Arn or spend 100 to meet Brett if I'm going to pay 80 to meet Arn. Like, I, I just feel like you should look at the highest guy in the room and then adjust accordingly. Because who's <laughs> going to come meet you if you're like $10 away from meeting the best guy there? Like, you know, if I could meet Brett Hart for 100, I'm not going to wow. pay 90 to meet John Morrison or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? Like, like I'd rather just like he should be priced accordingly and then maybe you'll get people that want to meet three guys for the price of one. You know, yeah, so. they should pay me to meet Brett. All right. So hey, guess guess what we're talking about tonight? <laughs> once a month, we're here ranking every WWE World Title Change ever, and for the first time, we're gonna live watch one. Well, I guess maybe not the first. Do we live watch one together here? No, that was the Rumble we did, right? When you were visiting. I don't remember. Either way, we're gonna do it on video for the first time, and we're gonna live watch the match. Um, so we can get into all the shit while we're watching. We of course. can talk about the categories and all that crap. So tonight we're watching Bret Hart versus Undertaker from SummerSlam 1997. We are queued up on Peacock at uh, 2 hours, 6 minutes, 6 seconds. And the network. I forgot that's a thing. Yeah. All right. I'm going to count us in. Ready? Yeah. Three, two. All right. This is a guy creepily staring behind Jim Ross. No, see, I'm, I'm like two seconds ahead. I'm going to spoil the whole thing for you. Fuck. I don't know who wins. <sighs> All right, so what are the categories that we use for this thing? I'm going to mute. Oh, God. Cola. A leader of cola. It's just a, a can. A leader of cola? Coke Zero. I get chastised for drinking Coke Zero the other night at Christmas. By who? My sister. What did she say? It's not good for you? Yeah, but I mean, what is? There's a million things. People need to fuck off, all right? Yeah, that's all. I was They're like, yeah, I, I'm just drinking it. 
like whatever i'm like would you rather me be drinking gin <laughs> i feel like the coke zero is like not the worst thing on a holiday with the kids around you know you should have said you want me drinking cum instead <laughs> yeah, that's at christmas you know yeah um anyway uh, okay so look we got match quality which is just that significance the moment build and aftermath and i feel like this one's gonna have some pretty uh interesting aftermath mm. we each score this out of 10 gives us a nice round score out of 100 so everyone can follow and understand and uh, yeah, so far, God, how many have we done so far? A lot. We have done. Good lord, oh, thirty-five. No, that's not what we've done. We've done thirty-five. I'm looking at the list of like. It's our thirty-sixth entry. Good lord, how fucking good does Brett look with that Canadian flag? Oh, <laughs> this is gonna be. So I spend like the majority of my podcast time shitting on Bret Hart just to mm -hmm. upset people, but like I'll I'll do nothing but gush tonight because I mean this is him at his absolute best. I feel right. Oh, okay. oh, do you sure. think that's true? Do you think it's him at his best? Oh yeah. To me, it was the most I ever liked him. Like I was always a Brett fan. I wasn't a Brett diehard, but this year I was like, Brett is awesome. Oh um, yeah. It's also the weird year where those pay-per-views were all early. Mm. So this I remember it was like August 3rd, I think. It's until this past year, it was like the most early SummerSlam ever. And it threw right. me all off because as a kid, I governed my time not by calendars or dates it was governed by world wrestling federation pay-per-views like i knew okay you know three weeks until the pay-per-view two weeks so i kind of knew dates based on that so i was all thrown off this year where the pay-per-views are early in the month instead of late in the month did you do you still date things date years by what happened in wrestling yeah yeah it, it's gotten less because I, I my memory is shit now like more modern okay. stuff but Oh, yeah, for sure. For a long time. Like, oh, that's WrestleMania. This, this is what happened. We're fuck, we're fucking broken. Nah, we're broken like, people. Like, I, like, I will say, like, if someone's like, Terrible. oh, I, I did this in 1996, I'll be like, oh, that was the year of the Iron Man match. <laughs> so I, I mean, we're fucked up. I know. Like, it's so stupid. Like, uh, how do we, but I'm guessing all old? fandoms are kind of like this. I don't know. You think so? Like, friends, like, friends diehards, you think they're like, oh, that was in 1997 like oh that was a season where phoebe got the dog like you think that's what they think i don't know i think tv shows have too much going on okay Let's wrestling memorable. doesn't have a lot going on <laughs> I mean, well not really I literally mean, live like five hours of live, live content a week no that tells you what happens on a week-to-week -week basis <laughs> like it's like really like i mean you could rem like look during this period yes but if you look back the last what 10 years could you pick out like five memorable raws Chad's listening in. He says jam band fans are like that. Because I was gonna say his music. Oh, yeah. To me, I was gonna say I think sports is the only thing that's similar. Um, like, oh, that yeah, was the year similar. Atlanta won this. <laughs> Not many, yeah. but um, you know, that was the year <laughs> so and so won this or that. So that was. I, I feel like that's more. <laughs> um, that's more likely to be a thing, I think, than like mm -hmm. entertainment. Like, I don't maybe movie buffs. I guess like, oh yeah, ninety seven. Oh, yeah, like, seventy seven Star Wars. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. So were you I are you upset that the crowd didn't show any respect for the Canadian anthem? No, I think it was right in line with what they were attempting to do. Had he already beaten up the Patriot to the US anthem? The Patriot debuted right after Canadian Stampede and beat him the raw before this. Okay. I don't recall when they beat him down. It to had the, to be to probably before. Yeah, it must have been. Sh Look so, at Sean. Look at how good he looks compared <laughs> to that fuck. No, he he looks fine, but <laughs> he was such an ass. Like this is really this is his biggest asshole stretch. Like when he came back and signed that contract and shows up like in July, and you know he signed the five year deal and he's got the house on the hills and all this stuff. Yeah, like wicked douche. But um, it's funny he's about to go on what I probably think is his best character run. Oh, easily. Like, and I don't mean that as a slight to everything else he's done. I just think his. I think his DX heel run coming up is one of right. the it, – it's super underrated in terms of, like, character stuff, I feel. This – there were a lot of rumors at the time. That guy looks like uh, Travis Wakoshin, but I don't think it was. Wakoshin. I always fuck that up. Um, <clears throat> uh, Chad, Chad says the most gen genuine of Sean's personality, which is true probably at the yep. time. He's fucking the ropes as Chad is saying that. So There were a lot of rumors at this time that these guys were refusing to wrestle 
and that Sean was going to join the Heart Foundation at this show oh. to avoid them having to fight. Because after their real life fight that they were refusing to wrestle, they figured if they teamed, they wouldn't have to cross paths. It was <laughs> what probably sense would that a, team make? <laughs> I, it was probably some internet bullshit no. at the time. There was so much crap out there. But I remember definitely, like, I watched this at my buddy Jim's house live. And we thought for sure, there's one point in the match where it seemed like, oh, like Sean's definitely going to join Brett. Like we were sold completely on, on right. that happening. Did you catch the crotch chop there? Yeah. Was that he, the first one? No, I think he did it right after um, when he when he announces he's going to be the ref and he's got the Canadian flags in his pants and all that. I think oh, he does it to JR. Right. Um, he like jumps up and does it to his face. <laughs> I love, think he just disrespects JR. I know. Poor guy. No wonder he's I'm so disrespected enough. I, um, but that's you know I think that's the uh, yeah I think that's the first one is early on. Right. He might have even fucking done one before that fight. Like I feel like there was maybe a raw early in the year where he's like walking down the aisle doing it or something. You think he did it to Julie backstage and that was the problem? <laughs> you know. Do you, you feel that? My wife to suck her dick. I feel like it doesn't get talked about enough. Like you always saw Hogan, Austin, Rock, the biggest things. I think the crotch shot may be the most integrated pop culture wrestling thing ever. Like suck it in the crotch shot. I feel like that gets overlooked. Yeah. Is like, like the kids now still say it. You know what I mean? Like, like it's it's a thing. Like in that. Was that a thing before them? I don't know. Was that like an established so. joke that they lifted from somewhere? Did they invent suck it with the penis point? Well, I mean, pe- men have been asking women to suck their dicks for sure, but did they countless do this centuries? And say suck it? I mean, it seems aggressive. <laughs> I, I feel like I heard it's not going to suck itself at some point before DX. Possible, yeah, but not probably. I look, I'll give them credit. You know, it's you know, I was wa- I'm watching through 2022 right now, and Montez Ford is doing the suck it all the time. Is he? Yeah, and it's like it's it's almost way too much because he does it like. I don't know. Every thirty-five seconds. Does he do it as suck it, or is it like a tick he has? <laughs> you think he just grew up doing it all the time, watching wrestling, and now he just does it? <laughs> We're trying to give you your first communion, Montez. <laughs> suck it. The priest is Actually, like. I all would right. say that. Probably not <laughs> want to say that to the priest. Yeah. Um, the uh, Undertaker. So it's interesting this feud because it's like so they're on weird paths where they're not really divergent at all, and I think even leading into the show. Like, I don't know where you, like, I know we both kind of prepped numbers, but yeah, build-wise is interesting. I, I think we're both high on it, but I don't, there's not a lot of cross-build with them. Like, Taker's building his own thing, and Brett's building his own thing, and they collide because Brett was now the number one contender. But I feel like there's not a lot of, a ton, I haven't watched that stretch in so long. I've well, seen I it so many times just, in the past. The, but. the stuff that they're both doing, like, say, from WrestleMania, yeah, until now is all really good. Right. Except for, I like, guess, when he fights Farouk and shit, right? But like, so yeah. the storylines are all really good. So you already have that as part of the build because it's the two competitors. But then they add all the US stuff, right? right? And then the stipulations. And then, I mean, it doesn't really count for this match, but the whole show had all those stipulations. Yeah. And we're, again, we're, <clears throat> I think we're both going to be, high, plus the Sean part is like added in oh. there too, because that yeah. was such a big piece of this and you know him and brett that was known right they had the backstage fight like they didn't shy away from that stuff yeah the um all of undertaker's few other than other than mankind and maybe austin at cold day in hell like i feel like all of his title matches were not really him in the feud because he wasn't the main event of the show at that point well even when he was though he was still kind of feuding with paul bearer who was threatening kane doing the fireball because he fused with Farouk, but like again, I don't think they're super. It's more Farouk and Ahmed, and the whole Ahmed thing. It's supposed to be Ahmed and Taker that gets changed, and then he yeah. fights Vader. That was supposed to be Ahmed again, so that's like a throwaway thing. A Kitty and Stampede. So I feel like his a lot of his reign is just like theoretical feuding with Paul Bearer, who's like kind of lingering. I think it's because everything. Like I mean, I I really think ninety seven is like I, I'll go on. Brett, Brett is so good in ninety seven, right? And so Sean, but. But Brett from like WrestleMania until he gets screwed is like next level shit, right? So no matter what he was doing on the card, that was the main event, even though he wasn't champion. Right. Right. So I think that's why, like, it's like you look back at Taker's reign and I I like a lot of the stuff, but like it never felt like main event, right? Like even though it it closed the show. And I love that Brett has done the fucking NHL pull Taker's vest over his head. (laughs) Because these guys always start slow, and this one starts right. fast, which is awesome. 
I am definitely ahead of you. That just you're happened ahead. for me. Oh, I mean, sorry. you're ahead of me. He just did the punches on the jacket pull. Um, All right, pause for three seconds. He's going to throw him in the corner. There he goes. Uh, first punch. Second punch. Yeah. Third punch. Fourth Ugh. punch. Fifth punch. I love my, like six. So I want to stop, but always... I got to finish the game. Okay, six punches. <laughs> I, I one of the things that I think is really great about this match, and I guess we'll see it as we go further, is how well the three of these guys move in the ring together. Like, there's moments of like perfect timing between Undertaker, Brett, and Sean, and it's you don't really get that with other referees. And I know Sean takes a lot of heat for being a guest ref later in his career, right. but I think this one he's. I guess it's because it's woven into the story so well, but I think he's really the best person to be in this spot at this point. Yeah, I agree. The um... <clears throat> We should mention b before we go on that yeah. the, for those who don't know, the stipulations at the time were if Brett doesn't win, he can never wrestle in the United States again. Right. And if Sean doesn't call the match fairly, he can never wrestle in the States again. <laughs> right. And, and again, there was so many good rumors out there. Like, there was a belief that Brett may lose and only wrestle in Canada for a hmm. while because Survivor Series is going to be in Canada. So, like, they were going to build it up. And they were, they were doing a ton of Raw in Canada. Like, this is the most Canadian year in history. Not just because of the Heart Foundation and Brett, but, like, I think 98, they're there a lot, too. But in 97, hmm. they are there a lot. There's a lot of Raws in, in Canada all throughout that year. Like, I feel like they were back there every few weeks. They do Halifax. Yeah. Like nothing happens in Halifax. Yeah, there's a except my mother abandoning me. And there's like there's like two pay per views in '98 as well. Yeah, well, it's it's and they use Hamilton. They go to Hamilton. Yeah, Breakdown and Rock Bottom, I think, are both in Canada. So it's like Rock Bottom is Vancouver, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's just like the, it's just a very heavy stretch of that. So again, like I, I think it could have been believable where they were like, oh, he's just going to do studio stuff, and when they're in Canada, he'll wrestle and like to do it like do it up as a gimmick, and then eventually would win his way back in, but. Um, there was also the whole lingering feel of Kane right over this, um, because this could have been it. Like they, they had been teasing Kane since like May. Um, yeah. so this, this seemed like, place. yeah, this seemed like as good a place as any, right? Like a major pay-per-view. We're going to debut them. I'm glad they didn't in retrospect, because I think it definitely would have, uh, hung over the, um, I think it would have hung over the, the match too much if they did that. Well, and what they end up doing for the, because it would have been the ending, right? Right. Like it, it would have been the ending. So I think what they end up doing for the end is so spectacular yes. and so near perfect that, yeah, it would have ruined it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think this was the way to go. I, I think if you do Kane, I think saving it for bad blood was the way, um, but I will say bad blood may have also been the last possible chance. Like at some point you're waiting too long. You know, it's like, right. when are you going to pull the trigger? We've been hearing about this freaking guy since May. Is he ever going to show up? So I think if they waited any longer, it might have been like too long. So I think well, that was like the right time. Well, and especially since ugh, you needed Michaels to win that match to go to the mm -hmm. title match, right? At Bad Blood. And like, I, as much as I like, I, I feel Brett is a more credible challenger to Undertaker than Michaels at this point, which I know right. it seems strange, but like, I feel like Brett character wise could actually beat him, whereas Undertaker will obliterate Shawn Michaels. And that's what they that's what matches they go that way. Yeah. And the only way he could have survived that is by Kane showing up and killing him. Right. Yeah, I think I mean, I wonder if they would have done SummerSlam if they I don't know if they fully had the Kane idea ready yet at SummerSlam either. Like they might not have known it was definitely Glenn Jacobs and it was definitely gonna look like they like they might have still been working through some of that. Vince is like, What am I gonna say? What am I gonna say when he comes out? <laughs> it's it's gotta be Kane. It, that that might be Kane. No, that's not. That's not. Could correct. be Kane. This could be Kane. This could be him. I mean, the lights are red. Paul Bear's with him. He's a hulking beast of a man. So I thought this match would be pretty good to start. Like, yeah. it's a fast pace, and Sean's doing a good job, like playing it straight. He, exactly. I, I would say, like historically, I think Sean's the best guest referee ever in wrestling history. You think he's um, better than Foley? Oh yeah, I think he is. He's he can move. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Foley is like hobbling around half the time. Oh, uh, I think just... there's one. There's one that's better. Brock I think it's Vince McMahon at Over the Edge. Yeah, I, I don't mean individual performances. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I think Sean was the best guy who was a guest referee. Like, over, like he does a bunch, and I, I always find him to be good. Like, 
he he never stands out like he's not a ref. I guess what I'm trying to say. Like he moves right. like a ref. He's into the match like a ref. You know what I mean? Like he he he's knows. What he's, he looks like he actually knows rules. what he's doing. You know? Yeah. Well, because he does, right? Like, right. But not all do. I mean, no. Star Kid '83. Oh, it destroys the match. It that does. fucker destroys the match. I think it's the worst refereeing job ever. Yeah, I would agree. It's funny. As a kid, I hated Mark Curtis. Oh. Hated him. And then he died, and I felt awful. That? Those counts? <laughs> I think at one point I even said as a kid, I hope he just dies so he's not on TV anymore, probably. Are you, did he die because of you? No. I mean, I was an asshole. I was like 16, so whatever. But We were all assholes at 16. <laughs> I, I just I felt bad when he died. I'm like, oh. <laughs> May I should have been nicer to him. Um, I had but a, he, um, I had I just, a yeah, he was. I just hated doll. his faces and his... Jumping in the air. I know. Is he the one that would like, like, do this, like, 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 yeah. react as though he was getting punched every time yes. there was a punch? Yeah. And oh, he's like beloved. He's like people loved him. He's like the best referee ever. Like wrestlers loved him. I know that. Right. I've I've grown to like him more now. Like watching Wrestle Warzone. Obviously, he's on a bunch. So like, I don't. He doesn't bother me as much as he did at the time as a kid. But. So what I like about this match so far is that Brett's doing a lot of leg work. Yeah. But it's all done with urgency. Right. Like, it's not the usual slow. Like, if you compare this to Royal Rumble 96, like, this is so, this is like, it's like two completely different performers. Yeah. But, like, there's an urgency to his work. There's a snap to his work, like, that isn't always there. And Taker, to his credit, is also moving quickly to try to get out of stuff, which I really appreciate. I think both had just evolved as workers. Like, Brett was already a great worker. He was just so checked out in that stretch. And it's true. It's not one of those, you know, check about. We watched it all. It's not one of those, like, it, it, it's a legend that grew over time. Oh, Brett was checked no. out. And then you watch it. He's like, no, he wasn't. No, he was. Like, like there's not really a lot of great stuff from him between, uh, I would say, In Your House 5 and the Iron Man. Like, even some matches with guys he'd have on Raw, like, we're like, eh. Uh, that match stunk. The Diesel cage match stunk. You know, Iron Man, I, I like, but probably not as great as it could have been. It disappointed, yeah. right? No matter what. Now, do you think that Survivor Series 96 to Survivor Series 97 is like in the conversation of greatest single years for a wrestler? It's tough because it, it kind of has to be, though, right? To a degree? Yeah, it'll be interesting as we watch more on Warzone because. In my mind, he misses a big chunk of time. I don't remember how active he was during that time, but I think he's on TV a lot, so it probably right. doesn't matter. But he doesn't wrestle between Revenge of the Taker, that night after Revenge of the Taker, when they have the street fight. Yeah. And I don't think he wrestles again until Canadian Stampede. So, I mean, <clears throat> that's like three months of his hottest year that he's just like a mouthpiece. But he is on TV a lot. Like, he's in the wheelchair with the crutches. Like, he does a lot of shit. Um, they have the great moment where Owen wins the IC right. title and Bulldog celebrates with them in the wheelchair on the ramp, circles them around. Uh, yeah. But that was like, you know, he did some fun stuff during that time. He just, his work wasn't able to work in the ring. So it oh. depends how you, but you know, Austin has an awesome year too. And he misses a bunch because of his neck. So. Yeah. I, I love, so Paul Bearer's come out and mm-hmm. I love that Undertaker is furious that he's there. Right. But I also love that Michaels has now kind of, realized he has to keep him in check also yeah yep. he keeps throwing little subtle looks over to him and like and paul bear is in his full like fat man mode oh here comes the fat man <laughs> listen to the fat man <laughs> yeah he uh this is definitely the cane tease i think once he comes out here though it was obviously not getting cane because he's not going to come out at this point in the match it's too early he's yeah. not going to come out leave and come back so I think this was like their way of kind of letting you know, maybe, okay, we're but probably not getting Kane. It's funny because it would have been such an easy out to do Kane here. Yeah. Like it, it kind of checks all the boxes and fixes all the problems that like the match has with the stipulations. Right. I just think that they were so dead set on Sean becoming the top heel. Yeah. That they just figured this was the best way to do it by having him fuck down and take her over. I don't want this to become a Brett Sean thing, right? Because I really love Brett's run here. But in Brett's book, he talks exclusively about how he was really mad that Sean got turned heel because he was going to steal his thunder. Mm -hmm. But, like, it was the right choice, right, to turn him heel? Yeah. I think – 
I'll say this. I think Brett was closer to turning face than Sean should have been a face. Like, I, I think they could have slowly transitioned Brett back to being a face by the end of 97. Because right. he was never really that hated across the board. If he cleaned up his rhetoric, like, I, I think the fans are still into him. So right. I think, I actually think he, if he stays, I, I think he should, I, I would have had him, if it's me, even though Sean's super hot, you got, I think you could have Brett be the one that lays down to Austin at 14. Yes. And then I think you turn Brett. And if you want to get Brett and Sean reignited with Brett as a face and Sean as a heel with DX, like in a world where Sean doesn't get hurt. Right. Um, you could go that route, but well, he doesn't. I, he he wouldn't get hurt if you kept the like because they probably don't get that casket match, right? Yeah, but I don't know how much his back was close to being fucked up, and that was like put it over the edge, mm-hmm. or was that literally an injury that would never have happened if it wasn't for that bump, or was his back ready to give out no matter what? I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. When you watch that bump, <laughs> it looks fucking bad, right? Like, right? It Love is bad. It. Yeah. So maybe yeah. it was just that. I don't know. I don't know if I was ever. It, it, oh, here comes Owen and Pillman. I fucking love Pillman. Like, okay. So of all I've been watching WCW of every guy that I've watched, I can't tell you how much more I've grown to love Brian Pillman. Mm-hmm. He is so, so good. And he, because of that run becomes, he's already, but he's still one of the greatest what ifs in all of wrestling for me. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's true. I've talked about it before. I'll say it again. Cause we're in the time period. The Raw where they have to um, fight in the IC title tournament. It's after this. Oh, yeah. And they're yeah. arguing. Actually, no, that's great. They do like the um, exhibition match yep. for the first five minutes. But then there's also a match where Owen wants Pillman in his corner. And they're <laughs> arguing with Gorilla in the back. And Gorilla <laughs> keeps saying yes, but they're yelling at him so much that they don't hear him say yes. You know, it's like, and then they realize he's saying yes. Like, oh, good, all right, we got him. Uh, but it's just the two of them is yelling at Gorilla backstage. is so awesome. Film hmm. is great during this run. Like, it's as Vladimir. Well, um, I, I just I'm watching him now at the end of '92, and he's just turned heel, and he's teaming with Barry Windham, and hmm. like all the heel shits there. Like, he's he's yeah. great at it almost right away. Yeah. Oh, that's right. So you're right on the verge of the blondes, which is awesome stuff. Yeah. Undertaker's leg is fucked and he's doing a great job selling it. Mm-hmm. And Sean is watching Owen. He's watching Pillman. He's trying to watch the match. Yeah. He's got a lot going on. Yeah. The, uh, the fat man's gone. What a shame. Well, there's probably food. They probably laid out a spread. What did you think of the ring post figure four? Uh, Chad and I talked about it a bit. It's because he broke it out of Survivor Series, which we think was the first time, but mm-hmm. we were a fan of it. Did you think it looked cool? Oh yeah. I thought it was like, it looked devastating, mm-hmm. but like it, it was only like a five, a four second hold. Right. Which is the problem, right? It's like the tarantula. Yeah. 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 I never or understood the ta- why. Or the tarantella, but they usually last a little longer. <laughs> no, that's, that's not the tarantella. What does the tarantella go? Sorry. I didn't mean to insult your Italian heritage. Yeah. Brett has worked on the leg the whole time and it's never felt boring. No, it's so different than I think the atmosphere helps, Sean helps, but the ninety-six rumble, he he does the same hold. And it's like a hundred times worse somehow. The same yeah. hold. It's the same fucking thing he does. I know. Maybe it's Sean's ass in those pants. He doesn't even have the banana huggers on. I know. But I saw him on all fours before and I was like, oh, that's what Vince sees in him. <laughs> I mean, he is fucking ripped at this point. Sean. It looks fucking great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fucking jacked arms too. Like, yeah, I love too little detail. He's got referee tape around his wrist. Yes. Oh, Undertaker's going after Owen. And, I love it. Pillman and Owen are just kind of hanging out. And Undertaker makes a point to go kick their ass. Are you watching on like one and a half speed or something? Like you pause for those three seconds. To me, Undertaker just went over the top rope. Okay, here I'm gonna pause for three more. God sakes! Would you speed it back up right after for the three more? No, I didn't speed anything up. I don't even think that's an option. I'm I'm watching on this thing from the fucking Netherlands, all right? Like, <laughs> I forgot oh. how I had to do that for like three months, the VPN thing, until they added everything over to Peacock. Yeah. That was like a scary few months here, where it was like, are they really going to move everything over? Yeah, I, I, I found the North Korea situation was a scary few months. Yeah. Big choke Ma- slam. Great shit from Michaels here. Like, it's such a subtle sell he's doing here. Yeah, yeah. Like, because I'm... I'm 
if you're not watching along, Taker choke slammed him, but Michaels was getting rid of Owen and Pillman. Mm-hmm. And he's slow to turn back. I think I it was around here, maybe, where Jim and I were like, oh, he's definitely turning. Like, it uh, seemed like he was working for with Brett a little bit. Hmm. Especially there. Like, all right, that is move. he in on it with Pillman and Owen? Um, that, that whole count- move. Yeah. Yeah, that whole move there is the movement. He, like, Brett, Brett rolls him up. Taker kicks out. Undertaker pops up. And he mm-hmm. pops up right in Michaels' face. Yeah. And Michaels has to back off. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. It's no, like no, that, yeah, it's all that. It's all that. It's, that close. He was counting with purpose on that roll up too. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like, oh, he's trying to fuck him. He's trying to count a little fast because it was almost a fast count on that yeah. roll up. But it's also the way they're moving together. Like I, yeah, I don't recall another referee ever being like that. And yes, the referee's a performer here, but I just appreciate he's not wearing shorts. <laughs> we'll get there eventually. The match to it, it's like you've said it, the pacing and the aggression and the I do <laughs> sidetrack. Do you miss the cameraman jumpsuits from the WWF? Oh, obviously. <laughs> Such a weird thing. Oh. But it worked Shum- out because they did that one where mankind was in the jumpsuit. I know. It's it's the best. I love that Michaels just told Brett to get his ass inside the ring. And then both Brett and Sean turned to a fan and started yelling together. <laughs> I need yeah. to know what was said to unify these two. That fan definitely said something bad. Undertaker's the best worker of the three of you. That's what they said. God, but again, it feels like it, their interaction is like a ruse a little bit here. Yeah. I wonder if they heard the rumor too and kind of leaned into it. Maybe they leaked the rumor. Maybe, yeah. Maybe they were in cahoots with Scott Keith. Cahoots! Remember when Cahoots was a thing for like the summer of 98? Cahooting. Yep. Uh, I love Brett's headbutt to the back. Mm-hmm. You think Brett had the appropriate wardrobe choice for this match? The appropriate what? Wardrobe. His tights. Oh, yeah. I love nope. the. You, this you is like this better than the all pink? Maybe a little uh, bit more black. Uh, I think my favorite Brett look is all more black in the palette. WrestleMania, I mean, uh, Rumble 94. We talked about it when we did it. Like, I think that's like my favorite Brett. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's got the little, like, it looks like lightning bolts on the, yeah, the like, black. Kind of in the black. Like the flex. Yeah, that's good. I, I don't like when Brett has two colors. Mm. Like the top black. The Hart Foundation, there was a lot in the Hart Foundation era. He used to do that. That I don't handle. mind. It was when he became a singles guy. I want this, either the all pink or the all black. The all the WrestleMania 9 all pink is like my other favorite. Nah, that's great. My most hated, though, is uh, when they add the orange to the palette Survivor in uh, Series, 96. 96. I mean, what's yeah. he thinking on that? I don't think he keeps that. I feel like that's like a one and done. I'll I know. We'll have to see as we move forward. But Why would it be there? Why would he yeah. or add orange, a color he's never been associated with, to this? What I'm Was super like- curious to see, like, watching through Warzone, I keep mentioning it, but we're just in the time frame, um, is how much of a whiny bitch he really becomes. Because I feel like he's already there like, pretty quick right. when after his comeback. Like... So when does that tilt him to being a heel? And when is it like Let super it go. annoying? Let it go. Yeah. Well, at our last episode, we talked about him keep coming out in the Sid match. And Sean, Even Hall, Sean was like, Christ. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> Do you think orange was Luther Root's favorite color? And that's oh, like. Luther Root, it may have been. You know, as an actor, everybody has a secret. And uh, Luther <laughs> Root's is that he likes orange. And not the just oranges, the color. Oh, great spot where Taker like bear hugs him and like mm-hmm. backs up into the corner and smashes his face. I'll see that in about three seconds since you've oh, come on. I've been, He's are, doing are, it right now. He just did it. I'm pausing again. Hold on. I don't understand what's happening. It's the time difference in Canada. No time difference. He's four seconds ahead. <laughs> I always thought, always thought Atlanta was only five minutes behind the Eastern time zone because they were so close to the central time zone. Because oh, TBS started at 6.05, 5.05. I thought they were like five <laughs> minutes behind in the time zone. This is the stupid shit we lived with as kids. We didn't have like facts readily available for us. Yeah, right. But you know, the thing is, is that in theory, if you wanted, you could divide all those time zones up into 60. Right. Yeah. And like. Oh, yeah. Because if, if you are near the edge, like when I. <laughs> fuck you, Chad. When I was. Uh, and Jenny. When I was at. Uh, travel for work to Covington, Kentucky, which is like in Cincinnati, they are East, but they're like as far East as you can go. They're like on the line. Yeah. And you'd wake up at like eight 30 or go to work at like eight in the morning. And it was still like pitch black. 
weird because they were super close. See, I was in Edmonton in May and like, it was like 10, 10 at night and there was still sun. Yeah. Cause it's right on the edge of that mountain time zone. Right. So yeah, I think that's, so I think it's a thing. Um, but I liked the TBS 05 thing. I thought it actually makes some sense. Like, just think of how many kids grew up and you'll never forget it. Right. And what was cool about it was I think it worked because you'd always watch the last however many minutes of whatever was on because everything else would go to commercial. They'd air the sitcoms or whatever in syndication would always have like the last seven minutes would be fucking ads usually. Oh, so everything was off by five minutes. Yeah. Everything okay. started five minutes later and ended five minutes later. So say by the bell would start at five Oh five and end at six Oh five. So when everything else went to commercial at five fifty three, right. Say by the bell will still have like 10 or like whatever, seven minutes left of viable action. Right. So switch over. Yeah. Cause that my question was going to be what's on for those five minutes, but that makes sense. Right. Yes, Mr. Mr. Nanny, uh, Jenny says, quoting Mr. Riddle, the, um, it's, Oh God. It, yeah. That was that spot where Brett tries to run past a choke slam. Is yeah. So that was awesome. good. Yeah. Like, I feel like no one's ever reached out that far to catch someone on a choke slam. Well, he, like, he was him. like way out here, but he gets him early, but Brett keeps running and he yeah. pulls him back, which is great. It's like a yo-yo. Yeah. But That's then how yo-yos work. Brett like breaks his knee. No, they go up and down. All my kids got yo-yos for Christmas, and none of them can. It's it's a it's a pathetic showcase. <laughs> and I grew up on the Smothers Brothers with a yo-yo man in yo-yo the TV Ma. show. No, no, not the violinist. No, it's not. No, Smothers Brothers are not from 1923, Jenny. Okay, that's just a subtle plug for Paramount Plus. It's 1923. <laughs> are those shows worth Chad would know? Chad, I know he watches that shit. Uh, Yellowstone, though. Have you watched those? Are they any good? Oh my god, Nikki's my wife. Nikki is so into Yellowstone. I think yeah. she does. She do all she, spinoffs. There's like three spinoffs now, right? She's like watching the spinoffs now, and she's telling me how good Tim McGraw is as an actor. Uh huh. Yeah, he's like, oh, he's so good. And... Yellowverse is that what it's called? The Yellowverse. Yeah. Is it Yellowstone? You go like what? 1873, or whatever the fuck it is. 1883 and 1920 something. 1923. 1923. There, Chad. Chad's on board. Yeah, but knows. apparently it's like all the same family. Anyway, I'm going to end up watching it because she's on my case and right. it does look good. I, yeah, like I still haven't Austin. finished Ozark, by the way. Like, like oh. my wife refuses because it, it's too traumatic to watch. So like she needs to be in the right mindset. And I, I feel bad, finish, but I feel like this point I should just finish it. Yeah. Without, because I got to, we have like three left. So I'm like, I just I somehow have not been spoiled. I guess there's not a lot of talk about it. So. Yeah. Just lie and say you haven't seen it. I just got to watch it. And I'm also behind on uh, last one. I'm going to say, we'll get back to the match is, uh, have you watched There's Tulsa King? No, but I got Paramount plus for a month because of the okay. Yellowstone. You should watch it. It's yeah, so yeah. good. I only watched the first two and I, I loved it and I'm just behind. I haven't had time. So I got to catch I'm, up. I'm watching Luther. You ever watch Luther? Luther Root and the Rudy Tutu in the Wild West. No, John Luther and it's Idris Elba. I've heard it's good. Yeah. It's so good. Anyway, back to the match. Taker just choke slam Brett from the outside of the ring to the ring. Yes. Which that was, was awesome. awesome. A lot of choke slams in this match, but they all hit. Yeah. Sean's count very consistent. <laughs> yes. He has been. He's been great. He's he's awesome in this match. Yeah. Match, but he's not overshadowing the match. No, no, he's not overshadowing at all. He's like a seamless piece. Yeah. It's like in, like Michael Scott piece. explaining basketball is jazz this match. <laughs> There's been a, how many kicks to the knee do you think there's been in this match? A lot. I, I what's the over under? Forty five. Yeah. It's it's a fight, but it's like it's a good fight. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a really slugfest. it's a match I did not appreciate until I did all the Summer Slams about six or seven years ago. Right. Like do you think there's it's a fallacy that one night only is better than this? Yes, I don't. I I I don't think one night only is even close to this. I, I gotta I gotta rewatch that one. We watch it together when you were here. I know. I was like, I'll screw it up from the time change. <laughs> well, it's a few minutes. You lost those minutes, you know? <laughs> we did. What did we, we watch this and that, right? Back to back. And we watched the war games. That's right. Yeah. Well, when you convert the time to metric, it's all messed up. It's all fucking. I was, yeah. I was high on poutine. Yeah. It's purple o'clock here, right? <laughs> the, um, I, yeah, I gotta rewatch one night only. I, I feel like I, I'm with you. I've appreciated this match much more. It, I think the stakes are higher. It feels better. Like I don't know if one night only maybe is a pure match, is maybe better or whatever. But like to me, the whole package of this one, yeah, is better better than that. 
Yeah. Ugh. So my son got a magic kit for Christmas. He's seven. And I told him he should name himself the great Austin. And he was like, he looked at me like I was the stupidest person on earth and said, no, it's Harry Poutine. <laughs> That's way better. Like I'm the idiot. <laughs> you should have suggested the great Malenko. Mm. You could play the ICP song. <laughs> great. I love the, the sharpshooter looks great on the undertaker. It does. He's and got the long enough legs where it's believable. And Brett was so good at locking it. If Rock does it to him, forget and it. Undertaker he's he's laying power. on the mat. Yeah. I love how he powers Brett out. Is he the I first person to ever it? really break it? They say it here that he, no one has ever broken it before. I, I mean, I don't know. Well, Austin kind of does, but not completely. Right. He kind of pushes Brett off and he releases. No one ever really like broke yeah. it like that, maybe. Brett does, right? I think he breaks Owens, doesn't he, at Mania? Yeah, but that's not the same. Yeah. It's not like all the guys like that kicked out of the perfect plex before Brett said he was the only one. <laughs> right. Because it's literally everyone. I'll tell you what I'm super excited to watch, Chad, is the uh, – and I say Chad, not – I'm thinking you're Chad. He's listening in. The uh, When Hennig does the perfect plex a giant, that's like one of oh. my favorite Nitro moments. I saw a gif of it the other day. Someone tweeted it out, and it was like – it still hits. It's so good. It's like this weird – like. It's so slow to the top, and then boom. Like, it's just, it just looks so perfect. Hmm. Perfect. Oh, now he's doing the sharpshooter on the post. No, yes, yes, which is cool. Yeah, I don't see how this hurts, though. It doesn't, but it's like, it feels like he's breaking out, like, every super move he had tried yeah. to come up with. Oh, great spot to knock Michaels out, too, where Undertaker kicks out of the sharpshooter, yep. and Brett lands on him. This poor tech just sitting there. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck, man? He just said something. He's like, get the fuck off my cables. Yeah. <laughs> fuck out of here. Go back to Canada, bitch. Like you have the whole ring, the whole outside. You got to land on my fucking cables. <laughs> this whole cable controls the entire pay-per-view. Oh, Michaels is hobbling, and Brett fucking levels him with the steel chair. We'll see it in three seconds. There it is. No, you're not still three seconds behind. <laughs> yeah, he is. Uh, I'll tell you what he's doing right now. Sean is. We just saw Sean hobbling. Brett just yelled at him. Yeah, fuck, you're still behind. I don't understand what you're doing every time you say you're stopping it. Two. Sean's counting now. Two. Okay. Stop. Okay, we're we're close. Now okay. they're arguing. Yeah. The crowd is Holy like just losing it. Hey, Brett does the three with like his fingers together, like the okay sign. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, How do you do a three? Like this? The the pinky and thumb together? Yeah, I don't think I do that. But I no. can see that sometimes. Remember when this became like a white supremacist symbol for like two years? It was also the triple threat symbol. I know. It just I just thought it always meant okay. Hmm. We're good. We're going to the end here with Michaels with a chair in his hand. I feel like East Rutherford is underrated as a great SummerSlam city. 89 oh, and this show. And 2007. Right, here, here comes the finish. Oh, big spit that's in right, the face. John Cena symbol too. Two oh, it's so perfect. And Michaels yeah. plays this so perfect. Yeah. He's got the spit all over him so nasty and then the count the ah, one, it's two, so good great and, and even then to that point we still thought okay this was a setup they're working together like we left this show thinking they were going to join teams yeah and he's looking at brett in the eyes as he's counting and then right. he that's why we thought I think, oh. I think we even recreated it i remember getting on the ground counting being like look how he's looking like he's got to be working together crowds pissed they're throwing shit in the ring brett's celebrating it's a great moment. This is so perfect. And think of Brett had a really, he had to excellently execute that spit because if that isn't such a big glob and hit Sean so perfectly, it doesn't resonate as much. Like even that nope. had to be as, as on point as anything else on the match. He's got to perfectly execute the spit. He's got to perfectly execute the, the duck. Yep. Oh, they're littering the ring with garbage. That spit they, may be the most important spot of the match. I mean, like he really had to nail it. Like that was he just, yeah, it was perfect. He just middle fingered all the fans too, mm -hmm. which was great because he does it with his thumb out like Vince. Oh, this Faith No More guy. All the, all the luminaries are out in the crowd. Taker doing the roll, eye roll was uh oh. was cool still. All right, so I mean, look this this holds up. It's so fucking good. Wonderfully for me, um, match quality. I I go nine. I have it at four and a half out of five. Holds yeah, up. Nothing I saw tonight makes me feel otherwise. No, me neither. Um, I, I love it. Uh, look, as for the moment, I went into this thinking it was going to be a... Oh, no, sorry. I'm at, 
I'm at, uh, we're at uh, significance, excuse me. Uh, I'm at eight. I think this is a big shift, mm-hmm. right? We're about to shift to like the two guys who were baby faces for like the last year is as heel, top level heels. We're yeah. siphoning the Undertaker off and we're also heading to the most infamous match of all time. Yeah, look, when we talk significance in this column, we always say, well, if it didn't happen, we, like if this doesn't happen, I mean, things are dramatically different. Like, Brett doesn't pay off the, the Canadian versus American angle. Sean doesn't get the impetus for a seal turn. We probably maybe don't march to Montreal the same way. Yeah. Does Taker end up losing to Kane for the title? Like, like there's so many what-ifs. I, I think you could argue that Taker's tuttering was on fumes a bit, too, by this point. Like, we kind of hinted at that earlier. So, yeah. Um, but I, I don't know if that's – like, I, I really do think it's a question of – everything else going on on the show just being hotter yeah. and Taker just being Taker. I found Taker during this period was just like, like a, a centering force. Yeah. But what's he do after this? I like, unless you're going to have him keep it and fight Kane as champion. Like if he doesn't yeah. get into the Sean match, if this change doesn't happen, like where's the impetus to feud with Sean? Like, right. It's not there. Right. So yeah. Uh, a bulldog with the fucking fanny pack. Love it. <laughs> I wiped off the dog food. Dog yeah. food in my mouth. All right. Uh, the moment I went eight here, I'm going to bump it to not. Uh, no, I'll, I'll leave it at eight. I'll leave it at eight. No, you're leaving it at eight because you saw what I did. No, I'll leave it at eight because well, we've done a lot of the work. <laughs> I was, look, I was at, I was at, no, I was at nine, but as I'm watching it, it's a 10. Yeah. It's perfect. Like it really is perfect. And, you know, again. All right. I'm bumping it to a 10. Sorry, Tim. You got to fix yeah! it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just watching it again. I, I don't know what's what did I just do? I just fucked up something. Um, yeah, it's I, I don't know how it's not. What could they have done better? Yeah, nothing. It's perfectly executed. It's a great payoff. It, it's memorable. The crowd loses it. Bulldog shadow boxing. Like I mean, what else is there? Yeah, where's Neidhart? <laughs> he yeah because remember the whole out. no they they fuck around the stipulation. Remember because it was like I don't think he's even at the show. He had said if anyone loses, any of them lose, he would shave his goatee. And Owen lost. Bulldog lost. Um, I think Pillman lost, right? So he just doesn't so, show up to the show? He's gone for like two months. I don't think he comes back to like November. Excellent little that. touch at the end where Pillman runs up and kisses the belt on Brett's shoulders. Like <laughs> yes. what a great little touch. Of, what a character God, moment that is. Wicked shape there too. Um, oh, yeah. All right, so ten ten there. Uh, Bill, I, I went eight with, with, the, with the, Yeah, I was just gonna say one last thing on the moment. I just don't know what they could have done better. Yeah, no, I, nothing. I mean, nothing. It's yeah. perfect moment. I went yeah. eight on all the right. build, like we talked about. The only thing that lags is that they don't interact a ton. But the build on each, we talked about this a lot to start. The build on each track is so good. And it was so much excitement and hype. The whole show, the heart and soul theme, like all that. Really good. Yeah, me too. I'm at an eight. And in terms of aftermath, Mm. I mean, it's funny because we we tend to judge this on what does the champion do after. And I think Brett's run after his champion, I think he's great great on Raw, but not great on pay-per-view. But everything else that comes out of this is just all-time great stuff. Right, like yeah. Well, they, get, they saddle get... him with a bunch of crap too. Like he does the weird nation thing. Remember where they do the racist stuff and all that? Like right. DX spray paints the race. Like DX really overshadows the Har Foundation for the next couple months after this. But yeah. Montreal alone is an aftermath. Is well, and you get bad blood. You get Ground Zero. You get the debut of Kane. You get Rick Rude. Yeah. You get Montreal. I mean, like all that comes from this. So you get the forming of DX. Yeah. Right. Like. Yeah. You get the forming of DX. You get the forming of, I guess, Mr. McMahon's later. But, like, there's so many, like, extremely important things to the promotion that happen here mm-hmm. as, a re- as a direct result of this match. Right. Yeah. So, so that's going to give us a monster score. Uh, yeah, that's a 90. It's a 90 total. Yeah. Um, which is huge. Uh, obvious, I'm going to say probably... I'm going to say probably. I think there's still a world where maybe Sean screws Brett and Taker retains. Uh, I don't think that's that out of the realm. Yeah. And Brett does the only wrestling Canada thing. Right. I think it's a testament to how good everybody involved in the match is that like in retrospect, yeah, it's fucking obvious, 
but they still made you doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Real quick, before we get to the uh, top 10, uh, we'll see where the slot's in, right? And I really just want to talk quick here in 2023, we're doing some different stuff. Obviously, if you're watching this, you're watching it on our YouTube channel. So we're doing a lot of our podcast now, video and audio. So you still get all the audio if you're just a Podbean or iTunes or Apple Music, whatever subscriber, whatever podcast you use. Um, We also now have launched our website, northsouthconnection.com. There's really not a lot different there, but you can use it as a hub to see what the latest shows are. If you want to visit or listen there, we're going to have a couple of written things here and there. Like I'm planning, if I haven't done it by the time this airs, to uh, post my GWE final list, stuff like that. So we'll have mm-hmm. a little bit of written stuff. Um, you know, trying to be as active as possible on social media. We're on TikTok. You can check out little clips there as well. So, um, you know, a little bit of scheduling shakeup as well here and there. And you and I are trying to do this a little bit more often. So, uh, just, you know, keep an eye out, right? There's, there's a lot of stuff in the works as we're recording these that we're still working through. But as we're into 2023, yep. just ask you to, to keep an eye on everything and continue to provide your support. Yeah, and thank you. You know, we've been at No Holds Barred for, I guess, about five, six years now. And, mm-hmm. like, the continued support throughout has been wonderful. And it makes doing all these worth it. So, really, yeah. guys, from me to you, from for JT and I, like, really, thank you so much. And we're almost at number 100. Which is cool. Oh God, what what number is this? This is ninety-seven. Yeah. So we're almost. Holy there. shit! Yeah, got to make a hundred good. <sighs> For a hundred, why don't we go through our top one hundred WWE wrestlers? <laughs> it's a great idea. I already we already have it. We just rerun. Yeah. It. All right, let's uh, run our yeah. top ten here and see where this slots in. Yeah, here we go. Oh, look so at look at this. this. I mean. Uh, Oh, fuck. Tim, a big shout out to Tim, not the Toolman Taylor. He's the best, the best producer in the business, I tell you. Look at this graphic. Uh, I know. It's so much better than... You worked hard on this. This is like real work that he should be proud of right here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as you can see, we'll read it out for the listeners. Number 10. uh, Number 10 right now, sitting with uh, 57 points. So you Mm -hmm. see how far it is from... Yeah, uh, 57 points. And that is Brett Diesel from Survivor Series 96. Number oh, nine is Bret Hart Yokozuna at WrestleMania 10 at 63 points. And it's 67. Still shockingly low is Hulk from WrestleMania. Tied with that is Randy Savage versus Ted DiBiase at WrestleMania 4, also with 67 points. Uh, I think we go with what? What do we decide? I always forget this. This is the most, the higher significance. I think breaks a tie, or is it the better no, match grade? Uh, no, it's significance. Okay, right. Uh, at number six, uh, with sixty-nine points, so just two ahead, uh, Hogan, Randy Savage, the Mega Powers explode from WrestleMania five. All right, at number five, Randy Savage versus Ric Flair, WrestleMania eight with seventy-two. Beautiful. With 75 points. At number four, Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant from the main event, February 88. And at number three, Hulk Hogan versus the Iron Sheik, Madison Square Garden, January 23rd, 84, with 76 points. Yeah, and, you know, formerly number one, uh, 78 points, the Royal Rumble match from 1992 with Ric Flair winning. And our new number one, if you're watching on video, you already knew that about 30 seconds ago is the one we talked about tonight. Bret Hart versus The Undertaker, SummerSlam 97 at 90 points. So it's way ahead. <laughs> nothing. I mean, I'll be, I'll be we, we've teased quite a bit. Like, will anything ever catch the Rumble? Blah, blah, blah. I, I don't know if anything can realistically catch this. I mean, this is like... Not many matches have the combo of, like, being a great match, having a great build, being a big moment, having a lot of aftermath. Like, I mean... Yeah. Everything is important in this, and it just shows you how we grade these matches. Yeah, it's a great match. It, it, would you just match grade wise be the best? It's, no, probably not. Can end up being even top ten in ring wise by the end. But like when you factor in everything, it's it's tough to beat. Yeah, yeah. If, look, it's lowest score in any category. It's eight. Yeah. Right, and like maybe there's some coming up that might you know that'll pass the rumble, but this is going to be a hard nut to crack. Yeah, agreed. All right, so that'll do it for us uh, here on No Holds Barred. We should be back next Saturday. That's our plan. Yep. Um, still got to kind of feather out the schedule. So keep an eye out on things like we talked about. Big thanks to Tim Taylor, our producer. 
Thanks to Chad and Jenny for hanging with us and roasting yeah. us in the chat as we're talking. Yep. Sure to subscribe. Smash that subscribe button on yeah! YouTube. And uh, follow us on everywhere. Thank you. We love you. Do construct. <laughs>